I sat and thought, how do I strengthen a weaker mind? And I came to the conclusion that it's the exact same way that I would strengthen a weaker muscle. I needed to train it. So here are just three of the many things that I tried to do to strengthen my weakened mind. The Modern Man Method podcast, your compass to peak performance and achieving your potential. I'm Jack Taylor, owner of the Modern Man Method and a peak performance and behavior change specialist. Join us as we explore the three essential pillars to unlocking a life of purpose and confidence, man, mind, and mastery. This podcast is designed to help you discover authentic masculinity through powerful conversations around fitness, health, lifestyle, and mental resilience. I hope you enjoy and make sure to subscribe. I spent a large portion of last year fighting off a disease that I know many of you will also be suffering from. It was affecting the way I felt, the quality of my sleep, how I showed up to work, and my relationships. Unfortunately, it's a silent killer, but very destructive. The disease I'm referring to is an overactive mind, and I'm gonna show you exactly what you can do about it. First, let me start off by telling you how I knew I had an overactive or overstimulated mind, because I think you might be able to relate. For years, I struggled to sit down and do nothing for more than half an hour at a time. I had this nagging feeling that was constantly going on in my head, or this magnetic pull to have to fill the silence with something. Now, it didn't actually matter what that something was. For example, if I had a shower, I needed to have music on. When I went out for a walk, I was always listening to a podcast. When I was working, I had background noise going. When the TV was on, I'd be on my phone. And when the missus was talking to me, my mind was still at work. All of these examples that I've just given are symptoms, not the root cause. They stemmed from my inability to be present, for my mind to be exactly where my feet were in that moment. Now, without knowing, this was having a huge impact on my life. I never felt like I was fully rested. My mind was constantly chattering away, especially when it was time to go to sleep, which as a result, really messed up my sleeping patterns. And my partner very quickly realized that I wasn't giving her my full attention and rightly so, became really frustrated. So all of the most important areas of my life, my health, my work, and my relationships were being negatively impacted by this disease that was riddling my mind. So I had to do something. I sat and thought, how do I strengthen a weaker mind? And I came to the conclusion that it's the exact same way that I would strengthen a weaker muscle. I needed to train it. So here are just three of the many things that I tried to do to strengthen my weakened mind. Number one, sit in silence. I can feel you recoiling, even just at the suggestion of this. And don't worry, so did I. This is one of the simplest, cheapest, and most effective ways that you can strengthen your mind, but it is one of the most difficult. Just this week, I actually gave one of my clients the task of sitting down in silence and staring his plain white wall for three 10-minute sessions across the week. You should have seen his face. It sounds boring, but it's highly effective. It will show you how poor your ability is to maintain your focus and attention. Observe how wild your mind will start to go when you stop stimulating it. My advice is to start off by practicing this once a week. And then as each week passes, try and add five minutes on to your total time each week until you get to a space where you're able to do three 20-minute sessions. Just like you need a physical workout to be challenging in order for it to be effective, the same is true with this. You're going to feel discomfort, and that is the point. Number two, breath work. Very similar to sitting in silence, but more of an active approach. A lot of people often find it a little bit easier to start off with breath work and then move on to sitting in silence. I think they both have their place. Now, if you haven't heard of Wim Hof by now, I'm gonna assume you've just woken up from a 10-year coma. Breathwork is a practice that's been around for years, but it's recently been popularized by the Iceman Wim Hof. It's a powerful and easy technique for you to use to help to slow your mind down and regulate both your body and your emotions. This is achieved by you doing deep rhythmic breathing patterns. 
If you type in Wim Hof Breathworking on YouTube, you'll find a 10 minute video that will guide you through how to do this. Number three, start engaging with tasks that require your full attention. Stop multitasking. Just like I mentioned earlier, that as I was watching TV, I'd be on my phone. We wanna stop doing this. Pick something that requires your full attention, like reading a book or playing an instrument. As a side note, I recently started to learn how to play the keyboard. One, because I'm not musically talented at all, and two, because of exactly what I'm telling you right now. And because I'm so shit at it, it requires every single cell in my body to work in unison to try and make something at least coherent come out of that keyboard, otherwise I'm at risk of my neighbors calling the police. But as a result, my mind is fully locked in, fully focused. It's not floating off somewhere else. And this is exactly what we want. The same is true with jujitsu that I started last year. When you've got a big sweaty man sinking in a rear naked choke and the blood from your brain is slowly starting to deplete, it's quite difficult to think about anything else. So these are just a few intentional moments that I've scheduled into my week where I'm doing things that require my full attention. And I recognized that when my mind was at its worst, I wasn't doing any of these. And that's not a coincidence. Number four, have a digital detox. Now, some of you may have heard me talk about these before. It's that magical task that can sometimes be overcomplicated. So let me simplify it for you. Put your fucking phone down. Make one day a week a phone-free day. Trust me, see how much calmer and slower your mind starts to operate when you have it just one day away from your phone. I often get clients to integrate this into their week as well, and it's so common for me to receive a message from them the following day saying how much calmer they feel, how lower their anxiety levels are, and overall, how much happier they actually feel as well. Just from one single day. Get outside, play with a dog, play with the kids, have sex with your partner, create memories. There is a whole life out there that you're missing because you spend the majority of your time with your head down staring into a screen. If you haven't guessed, this is something that I'm passionate about. Now granted, this is quite difficult to put boundaries in place for when you're running an online business or you work from a laptop or computer all day. But if I'm honest, I think this is even more of a reason that you need to prioritize having a digital detox day once a week. Get yourself back into the real world. There are so many psychological and physiological benefits to this. So to summarize, there's a destructive disease going around. It's taken over your mind and infiltrating your life. And you now have the tools that I've used to help fight it off. So all that's left is for you to go and take action. Guys, I appreciate you for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and you found it valuable. To make sure you don't miss an episode like this in the future, hit that subscribe button. But until then, take ownership, take action and keep hustling.